<laughs> Welcome to Trip Talk Radio. I'm your host, Matthew, and with me as always... Is me, Peggy. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It's been a while since me and Peggy have been on, been on the podcast. <laughs> a lot's happened, actually. Yeah, we two went, or three weeks. Yeah, it's, I'm going with this is the third week if we would have skipped... We would have missed three of them. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah, but you've been busy. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> very, very busy. Yes. What, uh, <laughs> what have getting you been? A lot of, getting a lot in the queue, I hear. <laughs> yeah, you've been, uh, you've been pretty busy, too, with a whole oh, incubator full of snappers. Yeah. and. Yeah, my yeah. contact on with uh, South Dakota... Game and Fish gave me a call and said, hey, do you want to rescue some uh, common snapper eggs that are in the way of some landscape stabilization at a homeowner's place? And I said, wow, okay, um, digging down to a native dug nest. This will be interesting because I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to be scared. I'm going to break things. I'm going to, you know, and, but it, uh, Joel um, took stills and video of the whole operation and the landowner had lined the, the dig um, where the snapper had laid the eggs and, but I still had a problem and, and I'm just looking for that little pocket of air and finally found it. And I was surprised that the hole she dug, um, didn't, wasn't so much flask shape. It was like, uh, you know, um, like a bowl. Um, mm. and, uh, instead of like the painted turtle that I have, how she digs hers and how I see on, um, uh, YouTube. And uh, so it was 32 eggs. <laughs> and they, I thought, oh, we'll have That's maybe. That's a crazy amount. <laughs> I thought, we'll have only, you know, 10 to 15, because they said she was only the size of a tea saucer, kind of, when she held up her, her hands and showed me the diameter of the shell and that she remembered seeing. And it was four days after the she had laid, so I know I had to be really delicate with the eggs by that time if they were fertile the embryos would start so i couldn't rotate the eggs so i brought my trusty you know road egg rescue kit which has a marker in it i marked the top of the eggs as i gingerly lifted them out of the nest and put them in the um the hatching medium that i had set up already um which is vermiculite and perlite mix and um, yeah, they just, I kept counting and counting. I lost this count. I said, oh, heck, I'm just going to get the operation done. <laughs> and then after we had them all, you know, in the dishes, then, you know, we could count them 32. But I, Holy well, cow. actually 33, I did break one. And oh. I was, I was afraid of that. And I comforted myself with thinking that, well, you know, they could have been all dug up by raccoon or all eaten by gophers or ants or who knows what. And you got 32 <laughs> of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I was a novice. I was, you know, like, oh, my gosh, this is the first native nest I'm digging down to. And I've learned the technique from my one breeding female that I have in my small little Western painted collection. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it was, it was nerve wracking for me to, <laughs> to do that. But yeah, so I've got, I've got the incubator set up at 82 degrees. So they should hatch in, in, you know, 60 to 70 days. And, 
um, well, yeah, we'll see what we get. And, and uh, the Game and Fish said they want to, as soon as they start pipping, I'm going to bring them over um, to the Rapid City outdoor campus and people can watch them from the pipping stage, you know, break out of their, uh, you know, their um, eggshell and start um, crawling around and being the little dragons that they are. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be super cool to see. Yeah, I've never seen it. So, I mean, you know, for you know, snapping turtles. And I thought, and I don't, you know, anybody correct me if I'm wrong, Matthew, I've never seen snapping <laughs> turtle eggs. And, and I thought they were going to be the size of ping pong balls. And they're the, um, there was like five that are the diameter of a quarter. And then the rest seem to be the diameter of a nickel. I didn't expect them to be that small. That is, uh, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me either, but... Yeah. I would I would expect a little bigger, yeah. But you know, from the hatchlings I, that I see. I don't know. The only eggs I've ever had are leopard gecko eggs in oh. my hand, anyway, and those mm -hmm. are those are smaller than a quarter. Oh, okay. For sure. Hmm, okay. I think two of them could fit on a quarter, maybe. Wow. Yeah, because out or of close to it, the painted turtle eggs that I've hatched, um, they're about an inch and a half long and about three quarters of an inch wide. And they appeared bigger in volume than these little snapper eggs. And I, you know, I just, and yeah, I mean, yeah, she's a small female, but I thought like with painted turtles, um, the first year they start egg laying, they may, you know, be a, a small and, and only lay two to three eggs. And then the next year they're a bit bigger, they lay four eggs. And then the next, you know, they just keep laying more eggs, but they're all the same size, you know, from what, you know, from my little you know, virgin turtle to now an egg later. Um, that's what I've noticed in her and from the reports that I hear from many breeders. But the snapping turtle, I mean, I, you know, to bigger, bigger snapping turtles, they bigger mm -hmm. eggs. I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell you. The one thing that I was interested in is you guys have been told for turtles not to roll the eggs. Correct. Correct. Right. Okay. So yes. snake people have been told the exact same thing. You mm -hmm. don't roll the egg because the embryo attaches. Mm -hmm. This, I can't say for turtles, but this has been proven false in snakes. You oh. can roll the eggs. You can drop them on the ground in the tub as long as they don't break. They'll be okay. Mm -hmm. They will be okay. Yeah. Um, From Dr. What I... Zach Loafman at uh, Liberty University. Okay. He He did a study on it with with corn snake eggs. Oh, okay. And actually, like, rotated them at X intervals to see if they would. And, yeah, everything everything hatched just like wow. it should have. So. Well, I will have to ask more of the breeders what their experience is because I'm a novice at this. <laughs> I mean, this is my first, you know, I have one breeding female that I raised from a juvenile. And I this is the first time that I've, you know, really been, you know, um, you know, watching her do the test digs and, you know, then abandoning them and then coming back the next day and doing a little bit deeper. And I'm like, oh, come on, just lay. Like. <laughs> you, know? um, you know, the other, all these other eggs that I've had have been from finding, sadly, you know, the roadkill female painted turtles and harvesting what eggs are still intact and hatching those. And um, So, yeah, so I'm, I'm uh, quite new at this. Yeah. <laughs> No, and that's that's science. Everyone was new sometime. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Everyone, so it, everyone has the a little bit different take on how to do it too. Um, mm -hmm. The I've only used like hatch right, which yeah. you don't mm -hmm. mix with water. You just oh. put it in. Um, and then when I was down in South Carolina, which we'll get to, Jake mm -hmm. said that he's going to straight peat moss and oh. sphagnum moss, and that's it. Because mm -hmm. hmm. for they, snakes, for yeah, for shit snakes, and mm -hmm. just incubating in that. Because I tried. Where do that. they incubate? You know, mm -hmm. it, they don't put it in vermiculite in in the wild. So right. I tried the sphagnum. Within two weeks, it had molded, and it was supposed to be, you know, sphagnum's supposed to be a mold retardant, you know, some yeah. chemical makeup in the plant, and uh, I didn't find that to be true. <laughs> and so, um, you know, but I had to keep the humidity at about 80% so that the eggs didn't dent, and maybe turtle eggs are hatched at higher humidities. I mean, what's, um, what it is, what is it for snakes? Um, you lower it as towards the end. Okay. Um, but like 85? Oh. I want to say 80 and 80, like 85 and 85 for oh, pythons. Okay. okay. Hmm. They just need to stay humid, not like wet. Right. You get it as humid as you can without causing water droplets to start forming on the top of the container. Hmm, Once okay. you have water droplets forming on the top of the container, it's too wet and it needs air. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then you can't seal the cage either. Right. Like. Because they breathe the eggs. Right. Do. Yeah. Of course. Yep. Yep. Got all that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you started a GoFundMe, which I did share on Instagram. Oh, great! Thank you. Yeah, it's um, I'm I've got you know at least seven babies to release uh, juveniles that are you know a little bit over three inches. One's over four inches. She's a real tank that's growing, amazingly large. Um, and I, what's holding me back is I, my vets, uh, you know, the game and fish insist that, um, because they've been, you know, captive raped, even though I haven't kept them with any tropical species, um, not even any exotic plants from aquarium stores or anything like that. The only plants that I, they, ha they were with is when they were freshly hatched and I put them in an, about an inch of water and, um, local caught, um, uh, aquatic plants from local, you know, lake that, you know, they, their mother had crawled out of. And so, um, that, uh, you know, so, but they still want them to be, um, I, I bring them, you know, all the turtles I'm going to release. And because they've been kept in the same husbandry, he just has to check one for, you know, bacterial and. Oh no, you muted pigs. Um, the mute button at the bottom. On the bottom left. Let me try and unmute you. I can't unmute your mic. Your mic isn't connected. Oh no. Hello? There Test? you are. Nice. We're back. Oh, and then we lose pegs. Awesome possum. Um, so, I guess I'll talk about my little journey 
since I'm alone now. Um. Oh, hey, Pegs is back. Yay. Hopefully, can you hear me? Yay! Yes, I can. <laughs> I don't. Know I was why. gonna have to go and do a monologue, and I don't like doing <laughs> monologues. I don't know why it did that. I nothing came unplugged. It's just odd. Uh, yeah, Streamyard's acting a little funky today. Hmm. And so, yeah, so um, I have to come up with a bet estimated three to five hundred dollars to release these animals after, you know, checking over yes. the brood and, and the uh, lab, lab work that has to be done. So I'm like, I can't, that, that's beyond hobbyist. Yeah, no. If I'm <laughs> paying five hundred dollars, it's for a rodent order or it's for some more animals. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I don't need any more animals. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I just, you, you know. keep getting those for free anyway, pegs. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so that's what I've decided to do. And I said, I gotta get, you know, and I, I told that to Jen, my, um, game and fish contact. And I said, okay, I said, I, I need more tubs. If I, I don't anticipate that we're going to have to have any, you know, moving the animals from a desiccated pond because our rains have been really good and ponds that were had been dry for a couple of years are are pretty full now so i don't think that's going to be on my plate this summer i hope <laughs> that i you know i don't have to you know get out the the gear to remove turtles and move them to other places um i we have been seeing a lot of roadkill of snakes and turtles though so far um the the three turtles that we have found um, they were killed after they had laid their eggs. They still had proto-eggs. You could see their ovaries of the eggs that were to be laid in the future. Um, but they did bury their eggs somewhere, and then as they were coming back to the pond or lake, they were run over. So that's going to be on my plate. <laughs> um, oh, man. And, you know, those kind of rescues. And, and also, it's the building season, and just like this, the snapper eggs, if the landowner sees a nest being buried where they, they're going to be doing a lot of disturbance of the ground, I will be called to go and collect those eggs again. Well, that's probably likely, isn't it? Because did you remove the snapper, the mom, or uh, just the eggs? Just the eggs. She, okay, so yeah. she might be back. Yeah, oh, to lay yeah. more eggs <laughs> because that's what turtles do, right? They come back to lay eggs. Yeah, in three weeks, and well, by that time they will have that. Landowner tells me they will have the the bank stabilized with the rock work, and she, I'm sure she will like. Well, I'm not going to lay there again. <laughs> she'll she'll have to, you know, um, and they're hoping she will lay beyond their um, necessary landscaping. Um, to, uh, you know, um, so they can watch her lay again and then monitor the nest and then watch, you know, the babies hatch and, and their march to the stream. And they have a lovely, lovely stream going through their property. Some of it is, you know, six-foot pools, lots of fish. Oh, man, you know, that's cool. Yeah, and there was this one log there, I swear to God, looks like a, a gator. <laughs> <laughs> and I go, hey, you should carve that, make it look more like a gator. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, and beavers. I, I, you know, I was surprised that uh, beavers were in that location in the Black Hills. So it was, uh, yeah, uh, they have quite the wildlife to sit there on their back porch and watch. 
That, yeah, so, you gotta have a pond out here because the water brings the life. <laughs> yeah. In a lot more. Yeah, and uh, so the GoFundMe Are page. You? I I um. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. The, yep. the GoFundMe the GoFundMe page is on um, uh, my Black Hills Turtle Forum Facebook page. I've advertised it, and then also on my Instagram Detmers Studios um, uh, page, and uh, and here, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I should maybe yeah, and we'll surely be. I can put a link here, oh, I guess, in, over it. in the chat. So, yeah. so now your so that, that's YouTube. yeah. So your um, chats have been uh, or chats. Your travels have been um, quite extensive. I want to really hear about all that. <laughs> oh uh, man, yes. Are we having what a, a delay? What a gorgeous here? traveling time it was. <laughs> oh, I'm scrolling yeah. through photos. That's my issue. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm trying to get to the beginning of the trip so I can maybe share oh. some photos. Ooh, great. That'll spur some questions on my part. <laughs> I think there is a little bit of a delay as well. Uh, but that's probably okay. because I'm scrolling through a million photos. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, so please bear with the silence <laughs> while I try and get to the beginning of a two and a half week endeavor. Yeah, so I can um, I can fill right. here. Oh, you ready? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I'll have to find photos as we go. But anyway, so the whole idea and the premise: we want to leave the Black Hills and South Dakota. It is too dry here for us. We wanted to get a little more wet and <laughs> a little more humidity. East River is terrible, so we need a little more heat, too. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> no, what so do you decided... Okay, question right away. Okay. I like, I, I like the dryness. The humid is so hard on furniture, you know, it, and, and yeah. And so what do you like about the dryness, other than the forest fires? <laughs> I feel like it's cooler because you're wet and you sweat and then the sweat evaporates, whereas here I don't sweat. Because oh, really? it's just gone the instant I start sweating. Like, gone. I don't sweat here. So, the the ability to remain cool. Also, the trees. Like, there's a ton of shade. Like, you're driving your car down the street, and you're driving through a tunnel of trees half the time. That's true. So, if it's 90 degrees, but you're in the shade, it's a lot better than 85 out by the Badlands. <laughs> where you can't get out of the sun at all. Yeah. Um... So anyway, our first real stop was uh, was your good buddy's place, Patrick. Oh, um, yeah. Who we've had on the show before. Mm-hmm. And I went and saw some of his collection. Excellent. Um, hang on. Yeah, some of those come from my little girl. <laughs> so... Oh, there's me with a turtle. Oh, cool. Oh, my. Yeah, you do have quite the, the photos. Yeah, these are Patrick's setups. I think these p setups are really awesome. 
Mm-hmm. There's got to be five, 500 gallons there, probably. Oh Maybe my. 300. Wow. But they're like four and a half foot by four and a half foot boxes. Wow. Um, and how just, deep? And he's got... Uh, well, that's up to my waist. So wow. three and a half, four feet deep, I'd guess. The boys nice. couldn't even see into it. Oh my. Um, here's some of the baby turtles. Peggy, you're going to be more of a help on what that is than me. I think that's oh, a clown. Uh, I have to make it larger. Yes, that is, looks like um, a clown redder slider from the Clive line. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, and it's a really well proven um, line that, um, you know, some clowns do not reproduce their color. And, and this is called the Clive line after the original breeder. And it is a very um, um, well-received, well-liked, um, beautiful line of red ear sliders. Yeah, they, they were, and so were the Mitch lines. Here's one of your babies, I'm pretty oh. sure. This is his yes. only painted turtle he had, so mm-hmm. I'm guessing this is one of your babies or yeah. product f- progeny yeah. from you i guess yeah yeah it um, um i had given him um one of the brothers to my clown and because uh, he has a lot more space to help me prove out this gene than i do um and he bred it to uh, a female that he had raised and um he and so now he's having babies out of my clown's brother just as i'm now um having babies out of my clown's brother and i'm sending him the progeny out of my female and my um, clown's brother because um like i said i don't have the space and i want to prove out this gene my scientific curiosity is is more of why i'm into this uh, not in you know actually marketing turtles and this must be one of his um eastern painted clowns is that right yeah i would I think so. Yeah, by the scoot. I don't know alignment. if that one. Yeah, yeah, by the scoot, I think so. Yeah, the scoot Sorry. alignment. Yeah, the scoot alignment shows that it should be an eastern painted clown. Um, really nice hypomelanistic. Oh yeah, and then you see the face. Yes, it definitely in eastern painted. Oh, and there is an albino <laughs> but, red ear. Um. Yeah, those are his son. Oh, there's some fancy name for those ones. Okay. He's having problems getting them breeding. Sun, oh. uh, I want to say sun. See, I want to say sun kissed, but that's corn snakes, and that's not right. <laughs> uh, maybe a lemon yellow. Or... Yeah, lemon. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah. He had. He only had four ponds set up in there for mm-hmm. breeding, anyway. Okay. Um. Wow. And I do have a nice little short video I could probably pull of oh, nice. us walking around. And 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 Patrick is um, Southern Sliders is what he goes by. Yes, at Southern Sliders on Instagram. Mm-hmm. He has got some killer turtles. Yeah. Oh my. Oh, we camped every <laughs> single night. Every night we wow. were outside. This is in Tennessee. Wow. Every morning we were outside. Oh, we beautiful. Went, we went to Nashville after Patrick's house. 
because oh, wow. you have to do Nashville if you're in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. The Titans Stadium. I'm not a super big sports fan, but I think this is pretty cool that it's just right wow. on the river. Wow. No oh, man, I'm always sharing all my kid pics instead of just the normal <laughs> ones. <laughs> and here's my kid. Here's and there's my kid a gator. Again. There's a gator in that water, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, not in that water. Oh, the Smoky Mountains. Oh, yeah, it is lush there. Oh, yes. Oh, man, we don't need to listen to that. <laughs> More power to oh, you. Oh, there was a total... <laughs> oh, she was not happy. We had to stop <laughs> very oh, shortly after that. They oh, had, like, this 10-mile-long tourist trap of just, oh, like, like, themed thing after themed thing. Oh my. After themed thing. <laughs> an oh upside gosh, down house. Oh, it uh, 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 looks like Mount Rushmore back there. Yeah. Only of uh, um, famous country singers, I assume. Something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> it must be. There's Hollywood. Like, no, this was crazy. It, oh, this okay. reminded me of like Hill City, but 10 miles of Hill City. <laughs> no, Keystone. Um, Hill yeah, City. Keystone, but yeah. ten miles of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hill City's more of a gallery town. Keystone's more of a souvenir tourist town. Yeah. Just the view. Wow, wow, that is pretty. Yeah, it was gorgeous. I apologize for anyone right now listening on the podcast and not in <laughs> on YouTube. So if this is going to be a pretty YouTube-heavy episode, I'm guessing. You're going to want the visuals, because we're just going, ooh, that's pretty, look at this. <laughs> it's, it's, I'll, um, I'll, I'll narrate. Lush trees in a very nice southern smoky mountain uh, scene with um, nice clouds that you just smell the moisture. There, how's that sound? <laughs> that sounds good. So as we were getting to the top, of course it was foggy, um, wow. But it was really crazy, so apparently, I did not know this, but apparently when you drive through the Smoky Mountains north to south, you actually drive from Tennessee into North Carolina. Oh. Okay. So this is Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then the GPS said, welcome to North Carolina. Oh. Ooh, <laughs> okay. And the sun came out. <laughs> okay. And there were no more clouds in the sky. They were just rolling over the top of the mountain all carelessly. Oh, that's funny. And it now, was just clear. I don't. Wow. I don't know if that's like. I, I have no idea why that happened. If it was just the day, or if that's normal, but well, it we was gorgeous. We find that a lot, you know, when it's cloudy here in Rockerville, um, and then we check the the road cameras. I go, well, it's sunny again up in Hill City, so <laughs> let's go have lunch up there. <laughs> so Got it some must elk. be a happening there. Ooh. Well, nice big uh, elk butt. Uh, <laughs> a butt shot. <laughs> <laughs> There's one running right in front of my face. Yeah, it looks like pretty a, good picture. A, a cow yearling or almost. Two oh, there were people like getting out trying to pet these things. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, but my. they were like tame as tame could be too. Like yeah, but you I never don't know. No, no, you don't do that. No, they could hoof you and gut you so quickly. So quickly. Look at that. There's just wow. So everywhere you, it's green. If you, if you go hiking, you need a machete. <laughs> um, 
No, but be prepared to pull ticks off of you. Ooh. Which is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I hate bugs. This is where we woke up in the morning. And I told you this earlier, Peggy, but I w and I think I said it on Snakes and Stogies too, but I woke up in Tennessee to this. Wow. This shot right here. Gorgeous nice. shot. Beautiful, right. beautiful yeah. green meadow yeah. with mist in the trees surrounding the meadow. It's gorgeous. And I felt very similar as I did up in the hills. Oh, nice. In, in like, the feeling of the area was yeah. very similar to that of Custer, Hill City, mm -hmm. Keystone. Again, yeah. that touristy hill mm -hmm. town, because it mm -hmm. is. Mm -hmm. And then the... The clouds started oh. to rise away a little bit. Beautiful. Well, they are coming out with a Lyme disease shot, so you can go and get all the ticks you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was terrible. I have stories I cannot tell on this about ticks. <laughs> okay, let's not hear it. I, Jake I knows. <laughs> I don't want nightmares. <laughs> oh, then we ended up playing in these people's yard. We used Hip Camp the whole time we were camping, which is an app. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> Hip Camp, which is an app that you can download and like people rent out their backyards. Oh so like my. you could sign up and rent out your backyard to like three tenters max, mm -hmm. you know, and then if they're just passing through the area, they pull you up on the app and buy it, come over. Wow. So wow. we stayed in people's backyards pretty much the whole time. Amazing. Which was fun. Wow. camping out and a lot of them were like oh we got 25 acres you're back on that far far corner wow. so it's not like we were intruding on anyone wow that's something i mean look at that wow this is just in a park in greensboro nice. north carolina yeah I, lots I, of I... family pics we'll get out of those <laughs> I'm looking for the frog. I felt this was the first herp of the trip. Oh yeah. This little toad. Oh there, right yeah, there he is. Oh that's so that, cute. That was the first one that we saw of the whole trip that wasn't in captivity. Oh my. Then we went go kart racing, which was a brilliant idea because we had already been in the car driving mm. for <laughs> <laughs> for four days. So why not get Drive a break from driving in the car by driving some more? Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, at least the, the, the kids uh, could take out their frustration behind the wheel. <laughs> yeah, no, and one of them almost killed the guy. But <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, he was okay. on the little carts. Like they had carts for every age. Oh, so okay. like the youngest, the youngest boy who can operate a cart, um, mm -hmm. not the baby, of course. Uh, mm -hmm. He was going on the little track, and then there was a guy working on the other go-karts, and the lady was like, all right, pull it in and stop, and he, like, there was a guy working, I gotta <laughs> oh, no. pull up, I gotta pull up my camera here, for visual <laughs> effect. Um, there was a guy working on, oh, oh, not that, that's for later, um, what is going on? Can I just get back to this? Oh, there we go. It's that easy. My goodness. I need to learn how to operate this stuff. Um, You're rusty. It's been three weeks. So, yeah. So there were two cars parked, and he was going around, and the guy was in between the two cars, working mm -hmm. on the front one, mm 
and he just came around in to stop and he didn't stop and whack right into the back of the car this dude jumped out of the way oh it was great it was great <laughs> so, so funny did, did they get him a ticket for drinking no. and driving <laughs> no he, he shouldn't have been car. working on a car when a four-year-old was operating a car on the track that was well, not smart yeah i agree there <laughs> i mean it's one thing if you're paying attention but when he gets told to park it i don't know if he knows how to break he sure knows how to go though which is not a problem <laughs> right back to fun photos of a trip um, if I can do it. Smiling too much. <laughs> there we go. Nice. That's good. Um, so we went to Little River Exotics oh. in just outside of Myrtle Beach. I'd call it Myrtle Beach, but their address isn't technically Myrtle Beach. It's just north oh, okay. of. Um, so we stopped in. I was just like, hey, you know what you got? Um, are those little leopard tortoises? They are little leopard tortoises. Cute. And then oh she just hatched four baby wow. ball pythons the day before we showed up. Wow, that bottom one is so silvery. Yeah, it is. Lavender I, or just silvery? It's hard to see. I almost took that one. <laughs> I, I could see why. <laughs> I almost took it home. Oh, my. I, I got to enlarge the screen on that one. I can wow. zoom in, too. That is amazing. Wow. Yeah. No, that thing is gorgeous. Dang. I, I what do they almost, call that color? I can't remember what morph she said it was. Um, it's wow. a blue-eyed leucistic combo complex. Because mm -hmm. um, that's a blue-eyed Lucy. So I think it might be like a lesser ghost. Wow. I don't know. A lesser something. Or a muha. I, I don't know. I don't know ball wow. pythons. Wow. She one. told me what it was and I think that's gotta be the prettiest snake that I've ever been drawn to. <laughs> There's her big leopard tortoise. Oh I want one of those so bad. I should have just picked one up. <laughs> African bullfrog. Oh, how big is that thing? Um it was probably six inches. Wow, that's amazing. Thirty to forty five years. Yeah. I didn't wow. know that either. Euromastix, hmm. a crying baby. <laughs> crying babies pop up a lot. <laughs> um, and then we got to Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, beautiful. And watched the sunset yeah, over that's over all the river delta. Wow. Which is super cool. Yeah, that's where my uh, veterinary friends had had a veterinary down there. Then they moved to Texas. <laughs> Um, Kelly likes to take a lot of pictures of the sky sometimes. Yeah, pretty. So do I. Lovely so. sunsets or morning. Yes, they were. Um, this was, where was this? Oh, this was the campsite just outside oh, of wow. Charleston. And there weren't any gators in that? Uh, there might have been. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we were too worried about the ants. Because the there was an ant nuptial flight when we showed up. Right <laughs> when we showed up, an ant nuptial flight took place. Oh. And I'm not kidding you. I'm trying to set up the tent, and there's hundreds of thousands of ants oh. flying around, ripping each other's wings off. <laughs> like, uh -huh. full-on 
yeah, full-on mating ritual, and, and I red, couldn't even identify what kind of ants they wow. were. I oh, have no idea. Were they little red ones or big black ones? Or They were tan. Tan? I don't know yeah. if I've seen them. And they had a really... They, they're, the bottom of their abdomen was serrated. Oh! So, like, <laughs> almost like a mealworm pupa. Okay. You know how the mealworm pupa... The, right. The, yes. Yeah, it's got those little grooves almost. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what it looked like. Wow. I, I, I could not figure it out. How long were they? Uh, three quarters of an inch, maybe an inch. What? What? Uh, wow. Yeah, probably three, uh, five eighths to an inch, somewhere in that Jeez. general vicinity. They wow. were good size. That like serrated vertebra, that were. Abdomen. Tail end piece yeah. <laughs> is what really had me confused. And then we saw our first palm trees, which these uh, aren't palm trees, but these are palmettos. And palmetto. they are all over. Oh, wow. And then we went to Cold-Blooded Caffeine. Oh. And I did an interview with them. Which we are going to see. Which have. is scheduled right now. Well, not right now. Me and Peggy are still talking, but once we get done. <laughs> once we get done, we yeah, you get to meet the, the guys of cold-blooded caffeine. Yeah, their little setup with their one animal in it at this moment. Nice. Kelly went to a park with the kids while I recorded the podcast, as you can see by the pictures of the park and the kids and then the <laughs> podcast setup. And then uh -huh. Kelly got lost. Ooh. She apparently put the wrong thing in the GPS and went oh. the exact opposite way oh. of cold-blooded caffeine. Oh, no. So I was standing in there for, like, 45 minutes waiting <laughs> for Kelly to come back from the park that was two miles away. Oh, my. While the guys are trying to do work and not trying to be rude and kick me out, but, like, uh. they gotta do stuff, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it was that little awkward... I'll just sit here. Don't worry about me, man. Hey, well, excuse me, but you neglected to... Uh, there was an aquarium sitting there. What was oh, in the yeah. aquarium? Um, clownfish. Okay. And this is a coffee plant. That's interesting. It was in their window. D does it smell like coffee or only the bean smells like coffee? I, I would guess it would have to be fruiting. Because okay. I didn't put my nose to it. Again, I was already in an awkward position standing there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to be sniffing the coffee plant. <laughs> or rolling it and smoking it. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> oh, and then we hit the real swamp. Oh my. You know, the swamp. Wow. Is that... Oh, okay. That is somewhere between Charleston and Buford. Where the gators are. Yeah, probably out there. <laughs> I didn't see any out there. Here's wow, a cool agave a place. Huge! Wow, that is a yeah. huge agave. I think that's uh, it's almost downtown. Agave? agave? I don't know. <laughs> and then we got to South Carolina in Buford, where we got to hang out with the THN guys, uh, i.e. Justin Smith, Jacob Bratz. Oh, those. And then I hung out on Snakes and Stogies with Phil Wolf too. Cool. Um, so, Jake took us out, and our first find was this super cool cone. Wow. Um, a snail? Snail, yeah. Wow. I've never seen 
a land snails. snail. Yeah, not like that. We have yeah. snails here. I've seen them, but they're just small and like coily. Mm-hmm. Not. And then they had toads everywhere. Oh, cute. Everywhere. Toads are so cute. <laughs> they are everywhere. Yeah. They're oh, like wow. if it rains just right down there, mm-hmm. I guess that like it's just a toad like you're just driving on toads. Oh. Wow. Yeah, like I don't I don't understand. And then uh another toad, a baby. <laughs> Jake's parents have cats. Oh. This yeah. is one of their cats, but they also have this really really cool outdoor cat pen, which I think oh. is a brilliant idea. I do see some problems with it, but it keeps <laughs> the cats inside this this nice. contained area. Oh, nice. And the top of the fence, if we can get in here, these little bars Okay. If the cat tries to climb up, the bars just come down. What? Yeah, what do the bar, this bar right here at the tip, folds uh-huh. down towards the pole. Okay. If a cat climbs up it, so they fall down and they oh. can't get out. Okay. But interesting. The other issue is, is if a raccoon climbs on the outside of it and oh. comes in, it will get in, and it won't get out. Oh. <laughs> but they haven't had that issue yet. <laughs> this is just the, a brilliant idea. Keep your cats not free range. Yeah. Like, right. So they yeah. have a cattery, a cattery, or what they call yeah, it. an outdoor cattery. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's here's a, cute, a little little, tree little frog. frog. I don't know. It was oh. yeah. It was yellow. Jake said he's never really seen a yellow frog. Smitty said cute. it was a cricket frog, maybe. Oh. Um, oh, yeah, we, we have some similar like that here. Ground skinks? Yeah. Oh, wow, you caught a wild ground skink. Oh, that might be an anole. That's the anole. We okay. did catch a ground skink. I didn't get a picture of it. Oh, There's okay. the sky again. Oh, man. I'm missing a whole bunch of photos from this day because Jake took them all. Um, that's an egret, a great oh, egret. Nice. That's a gator. Ah, that's another great egret. There's a gator, <laughs> and then I'm pretty sure there's coming up. There's a picture of me trying to take a picture of a gator, <laughs> but my phone screen's dead, so I couldn't see it. Oh, um, let's get that out off of the screen. <laughs> um, heck yeah, this was super cool oh, to watch. Yeah, that sounds yeah. Let me see if I got the video. Is this one the video? No. No, those those look like anoles. Is is that right? Those are anoles. Yes. Yeah. I thought I had a video. Apparently, um, I don't. Oh. I did make a video of him head bobbing at her and. Yeah, I, I you I know you took one. I you sent one. Yeah. No, I posted one on Instagram. I thought yeah. I had it though. And then there's this turtle. Oh yeah. Uh, Pegs, can you help me out? What kind of turtle is this? It, is this it a looks mud like, turtle? It looks like a cooter of you know of of some sort. I see I there's so many um East Coast southern species that I should more familiarize myself with. These turtles were the only turtles out there. Oh. Um I'm this sure was a WMA some... that we went to to find all these animals. Wildlife Definitely. management area. Okay. 
The pine cones, pegs, the pine cones. Wow. Those are huge. Those are real pine cones. Those look like they're five times the size of our pine cones. <laughs> if, if not more. Um, I was hitting them in the truck, and Landon was like, what's getting kicked up? Because uh -huh. they are massive. Wow. Yeah, those you can turn into Christmas trees if you just paint them and glitter them <laughs> up. <laughs> right? I mean, it's just, look at that. You can't walk. Uh, ooh, Go walk some... out. Go walk out there, Pegs. No, no. You're, no one's walking through that. No one is. No. There's a gator. Yeah, that's a good shot. Oh, that was my favorite part, waking up every oh, morning. Oh, that is the best shot of the gator, through the flowers. Yep. Yeah. Thank you, Kelly. That is so nice. Oh, man. I just, oh. The, I think, the waking I think, up, I woke up every morning oh, early and went out and drove just to see gators wow every morning i was like out there's a little turtle sitting on the back of that gator did you see that right yep there. i'll zoom in here right there yeah yeah it does like basking on a gator <laughs> <laughs> well, at least he's good on place the right. to bask <laughs> yeah, at the right at the right end he can't reach him back there <laughs> Um, oh, Grady wow, Grit. that is an interesting tree. Wow, a snag or whatever. Yeah, it looks like a Grady Grit. It uh, looks like an Anhinga. Yeah, you might be right there. I don't know yeah. that one. Yeah, that's an Anhinga. Oh, uh, here's a better view of it. Ooh, nice. Oh, my. Ah. Heck yeah. Yeah. And now I'm going to let this video play. So. This. It's kicking us out. Oh. No. Come on. There we go. I'm almost positive this thing. Grab it. Yeah, no, that thing is gorgeous. Okay. Well, uh, did you see that or no? Yeah, yeah. The, was that a copperhead? Yes, it was. It was a copperhead that Smitty freed from a garden netting, which oh, we had a great right. talk about on, uh, on snakes and stogies of... What is the better way to... I think this is a real question. What is the better way to herp? Um, Smitty did community outreach to get that snake. And, you know, reached out to his neighbors. And his neighbors had to put up some garden netting. And he had to go cut the thing out of it. So, is that is that m more herping or less herping than, like, going out and driving a road all day? I don't know. This is a good, good discussion topic is what it is. <laughs> it, it's, it's serious herping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, both ways got the job done. So, yeah. um, let me see if I can get my screen back up to present. Can't play videos, that's for sure. <laughs> um, 
Then me and Jake cro road cruised three oh, of wow. these beautiful bad boys. Oh, what is that? I gotta. That's a copperhead. Okay, I gotta make it enlarge my screen here. Oh, yeah, nice. These things were purple, right here. Oh, really? Purple. Oh my. Gorgeous. There was three of them that we found. Honestly, wow. I took some really terrible shots. So they were warming up um, on the pavement in the night? On the no, they were just crossing the road. Oh, we drove okay. by right when they were crossing the street. Oh, That's, wow. It, it's all luck. This wow. looks exactly like a garter snake, but it is not. Yeah. What is that? It looks this, like our reticulated garter snake. Yeah, it looks exactly like a garter snake. It is not. It is a ribbon snake. Oh, okay. And that is as big as they get. Oh, you're kidding me. Wow. They're just little, little... They're in the same genus as uh, garter snakes, Thamnophis. Okay. But oh, okay. they're smaller. Hmm. And then we went to the beach. Oh. The beach <laughs> is still in my car. Um, <laughs> it's been a week since I've been at the beach, and the beach is still in my car. Um, oh, my. Yeah, just gorgeous. Well, we we have buffalo dung in our car from Peter Custer State Park. <laughs> the ocean was ripping. Oh, wow. It was ripping bad. Oh. Um, these Serious. pictures aren't doing it justice. Wow. Um, <laughs> cute little baby. Um, so it, when I was standing like here where this, the top of this wave is, uh -huh. the water would come up to my knees. Wow. And this big wave right here uh, came up past my waist. Oof. It looks, yeah. I, it I, was ripping. Wow. We didn't go swimming. No. To say the least. Ooh, look at all the... Yeah, the, there's so many the seashells. Fun and... things after the tides, yes. Well, and the tide was just starting to go out, too, so... Oh, that's that could be dangerous. Yeah, we weren't <laughs> going swimming. Ooh, is that a crab or a spider? Oh, yes, we found two crabs on the beach. We found this one. Oh, so cute. Which was bigger. I didn't know if they could pinch me, so I wasn't about picking them up. <laughs> um, and then I got this guy, and I figured out they oh, can cute. pinch you, but their little pinchers are so small, I don't think it would... I mean, it could hurt, but... It's and you not never like know. It, it's not like it's going to take my finger with it. It could it could poison you for all you know, you know. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> um, here's a group of uh brown I don't know pelicans. What yeah, those are there brown pelicans. I love those. A seashell. Here yeah. we go. Here's all the birds. There's a snowy egret. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. All the ibises, oh, like you can't yeah, tell, but like every white dot is a bird, and there are <laughs> thousands wow. of them in that tree. I I would love to have been able to actually get a picture to understand, but like there's a bird, 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 there's a bird. <laughs> it looks like it's there's all 20 bird. birds right there in that little frame. <laughs> it, if not more. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice scene. <sighs> You've got a heron, it looks like, and... Yeah, tricolor yeah. ibises. Yeah. yeah, and then 
Yeah, then the ibis. Again, back to the podcast listeners. I am so sorry that this is <laughs> really. We uh, may we may have lost a YouTube by now. <laughs> episode. It's okay. <laughs> I posted that. This is a little video on Instagram. This oh, little nice. guy with a stick. Yeah. Tricolored herring. Yeah, I've never seen one of those in the wild. Oh, they are gorgeous. I saw some rosette spoonbills. Look at this. There's two turtles basking. Oh, okay. And at least 30 birds above them in the tree. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. Trying to see what well, that one's got a whole are. bunch of moss on him. Yeah. It was hard to tell. They were really, like, dark. Yeah, it almost looks like a mud turtle with all the moss, and I can't tell. Oh. The kind of. Little Here's a better black picture lumps. of a turtle. Ah, huh, yeah, that's a cooter. <laughs> yeah, they were all over the ones with yeah. the yellow. Yeah, they're so chunky. <laughs> oh, I can <laughs> like way zoom in. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah, okay. there we go. Now, if I could unzoom in, there's nice. the two on the. Oh, I already went that way. We're going this way. <laughs> There's a little head poking out here. Oh, oh that's a yellow belly with that <laughs> that yellow splash on the side of his cheek. It's a little ye yellow belly. And then a, it looks like a another cooter there. See, I don't I don't you know someone's going to say that's not a cooter. Don't you know your turtles? No, I don't know my <laughs> southern turtles. <laughs> well, if anyone would like to chime in, you yeah. can reach us at herptalkradio at gmail.com or on Instagram at herptalkradio. We'd love to get you on and talk about how we're wrong about turtles. <laughs> anyway. Hey, I, I admit that I need some to learn all that stuff. We're all always <laughs> learning, aren't we? Yeah. Everybody thinks if you're a wildlife biologist, Man, you those... know everything about every species on the planet. <laughs> and that, that is not true. <laughs> we know more uh, about You're, you're how mostly to... focused. <laughs> yeah, we know more about um, how to manage the, the habitat. Uh, over you know and then uh, know the specific species of that habitat that we're dealing with so i'm i'm not much of a southerner when it comes to <laughs> knowing what's all down there <laughs> there's so much down there too yeah. gosh these these tricolors just got me yeah, the, yeah, every single one i see and they're all a little different oh really okay but they all got the white the white neck and that the purple is... neck purple and yeah. white beautiful yeah i stalked that one for a long time are they and a gator <laughs> yeah. are they the same size as our great blue herons here or s smaller we have great blues yeah we have the great, um, great blue heron they're smaller than a great blue okay i didn't know we had great oh blue that herons. looks like oh there it is yeah a little yellow belly oh so cute yellow belly slider gator and the birds those are egrets. Oh. That was a good size gator. That yeah. wasn't the biggest one we saw. The biggest one we saw was that one up on the bank with what uh. we thought might have been a turtle on it. Mm -hmm. But that was a good size gator. Nice. And the little babies. Oh. Cute. Whole bunch of turtles. Boy, they are all covered in moss. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that mm -hmm. looks like a older yellow belly going melanistic. Yeah, just even the ones swimming, just completely caked. Wow. <clears throat> oh man. Again, with the birds in the trees, like there's tricolors, there's blues, there's wow. greats, like everything. Yeah, that's a quite the rookery. This is in a park downtown. Wow. <laughs> like in a neighborhood. Wow. Like you pull into a neighborhood to go to this place. Wow. Yeah, I I was in Florida for two months back in eighty five and boy it was it was nice seeing all those rookeries, just tons of birds and trees. They look like Christmas ornaments in the summer. <laughs> Another tricolor herring. I really like those. Those are probably my favorite bird. Yeah. Really nice colors. No, do, don't do, do that. Do. <laughs> I was going to try to play it. Don't play any videos. It doesn't work. <laughs> I don't Boy, know that what looks... that is. But... That is interesting. I'm trying to figure out what it is. Uh, it could be a very, very old turtle. Um, yeah, with that yellow of a shell, but then the, such a melanistic head. That's a. I have no idea what that is. Interesting. Huh. That's a new genetic line we need to test. <laughs> yeah, with white claws. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Freddy Krueger. Yeah. <laughs> Super long claws, too. Yeah, that's a male. That, yeah, those claws like that indicate male. But yeah, interesting. And it's, again, like, go walk through that. <laughs> uh, no. There's a bird. Are there any jaguars down there? <laughs> um, Actually, he said no mammals to worry about. The only thing you got to worry about is gators, and they're more scared of you. Down there, anyway. Wow. Up there, I guess, because Florida, they'll just come and knock on your door. Jeez. Okay. Um, now, they now, also have, like, a ton of these little ground birds. Yeah, they look like uh, I, what we call our mud, duck. our mud hens here, or whatever. I can't tell See, what that I is. See, that's a gator. I don't know what that is. Now, are they able to hunt gators? Are they still protected? What's nope, the deal? Nope, you cannot touch a gator in South Carolina. Okay. Or you you go to jail. So, you cannot touch them at all. So they are... Um, very doing, protected. Very protected. So they haven't been um, uh, overwhelmed in numbers of them. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, you know, they said they never see, they rarely see roadkill gators, but then, like, I saw three of them when I was down there. Oh, wow. And I had to pull one off the road, like, I moved one off the road, so mm -hmm. it could not get eaten, or get eaten by something. Yeah. That's another something. Yeah. That looks like one of those herons you heard. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a tricolor, but yeah. the white neck isn't there. Well, I wonder if there's a, a difference between the male and female. Oh, let's see. What's it? Where's his head? 
<laughs> oh, there he oh. is. Yeah, really melanistic head. Uh, yeah, there again, I'll just call it another cooter. <laughs> <laughs> could be a yellow belly, could be, I have no that idea. That one's got the ear. Oh, okay. yep, yellow belly then. They're just like one, two, three. Wow, <laughs> wow. yeah. It's all hanging out to bask. Bunch of, yeah, and then that one has another yellow shell. Yeah, it does. Huh. That's for sure a tricolor. Hmm. Clearly, they're my favorite bird, if that's yeah. the only bird I took a picture <laughs> of. Oh, that's an interesting one. There's a little something. Uh, yeah, I can't quite cardinal. see its beak. It looks like a... Yeah, I can't quite tell what it is. I can't Ugh. find it now. Oh. Let's Great see. Wood, woodpecker. <laughs> so fun. And this is like... I was taking pictures of these bushes. And like these bushes. There's a boardwalk right here. This is where I was taking all the oh, pictures okay. over the water. Uh-huh. There's a gator right here, swimming. Wow. Yeah. But then it's just like you walk around this little pond, and mm -hmm. that's that's the park. Wow. It's pretty cool. That's the Cypress Wetlands in Port Royal. <laughs> Boy, the bird life is really amazing. Yeah. Like, thousands and thousands. And they were all roosted. They had babies up in there. Like, the, this is clearly a good area for these birds. There's a duck. And that looks like one of our mud hens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have um, uh, quite a number of great blue heron rookeries here. Um, even right in town at Canyon Lake. And, huh. and uh, you know, on, uh, just... On North Haines. <laughs> yeah, just tons and tons of great blue heron nests. No, oh, man. Um, so then we left Beaufort, and our only stop on the way back was in St. Louis. Yeah, I thought that was the St. Louis Arch. Yep, there were. And the military choppers were coming Military at choppers <laughs> coming at us, a big old boat, like, life was great, crossing the bridge. Kansas City. And then we stopped at uh, Exotic Ark in... In where? In St. Louis. Oh, okay. And that's a pretty cool little pet store. Yeah. I, I should have done more pet store stops, because the pet stores were super fun. To, yeah. um, like, these are just all spiders. This is oh just my. their spider wall. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah, no, this no, no, no. has to be... I almost left with this thing. This is a Dion's rat, but it was green on the side. Like, this oh, side really? is green. Huh. Not like... Not like... Green tree python green, or... Green a uh, green tree frog green, but... It was green, like green haze, green tint. Oh, interesting. No, but you're supposed to get the silver snake. <laughs> uh, I've got a lot of snakes pegs now 
um little seven minute video that i made for instagram how much is that silver snake that uh gotta get off the video before how much is what that that liquid silver snake that that was at the bottom of that one photo that i was ooing. oh yeah. i would i would say somewhere between 250 and five i just rough uh -huh. guess the ball uh -huh. python market is going down though so uh -huh. it might be even and, cheaper than that and that snake would get how big three and a half to five no oh. so if it's a boy three even three and a half to five feet so like Th a garter snake but thicker oh okay My well garter snakes don't get working. yeah yeah they I don't know. I pulled up like three and a half footers out. Yeah. Big, yeah, big, I've, long moms that have been yeah, old. They, yeah, I've, um, the skin that I just found shed out in our yard is about a three footer. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the trip. This wow. bouncy thing was super cool. Um, <laughs> yeah. Must be I bounced on it for about. <laughs> Yeah, bounced on it for like three minutes and I was out. And wow. then we got back and here's a nice garter snake. Oh, Just yeah. chilling. Nice. It looks like the common garter snake. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, That's Joel saw a, a real red striped garter snake in our uh, yard and I'm like, darn, he wasn't kept, uh, holding on to his camera at the time, so... Because mostly we, what we have is the reticulated. Duh, duh, duh. Wow, that was quite the trip. Yeah, no, it definitely <laughs> was. And, and, and you know, it's like forty-two hundred miles, and we did over a hundred hours in the car, and oh God. with three kids. <laughs> with three kids, yep. <laughs> and, and well, two kids and a baby. That's yeah. Yeah, the baby's the really hard part there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So what place on all those journeys did you like the most? Anywhere where there's the coast and the humidity's up and there's gators. <laughs> That's my requirement now. Nope, well, I've seen gators. I've been somewhere where I could literally every morning of my life go and see a gator unless it's way too cold. So okay. that's what I want for the next year or two at least. <laughs> At least. We'll see what, what comes. I'm not saying we need to live on the coast forever. And Florida's not an option, so... Yeah, why is that? It's just snake laws. Oh, okay. All the bureaucratic stuff. Yeah, I'm good. Oh. I'm good. South Carolina's got no snake laws. Wow. <laughs> wow. Just like South Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought South Dakota doesn't have any snake laws? Wow. Well, uh, Lead, South Dakota, has a length requirement, but that's for the city. Well, I'm, uh, I, well, I know of the ones they do have. Um, any of the South Dakota native snakes you cannot um, collect and sell. I know yeah. that. Yeah. Any South Dakota wildlife. But, yeah. but that's not like my morph trading. Yeah. Right. None right. of my snakes are really included into that. Yeah. Because they're not native <laughs> right, right yeah so um, that, 
Yeah, I was talking to Jen about that, and um, they're trying to um, uh, clarify our our turtle laws. Um, that uh, you know, the the fishing guide says you know the turtles that you catch in South Dakota with your fishing license you cannot sell. You know, and, right. you, and you can only keep four, and um, you know, two a day, possession limit of four. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting that, that, but then I, but then I said, uh, are, you know, is Game and Fish going to answer the question that if you buy a tortoise or a turtle at PetSmart and your kids no longer want it, you become really busy. Can you resell that turtle? And, you know, they go, well, that's what we're trying to like, you know, get clarified that, um, a turtle that you purchase legally in South Dakota why can't you sell it when the family has no longer time for it? You know, that's the question right. that we, we want to get answered. And then I think I'm trying to really push that if someone wants to raise reptiles, you know, of course they have to get a business license and collect sales tax and, and send in the sales tax. Um, but then what list of reptiles are they, are they going to allow? Is it the same list that PetSmart and Petco can sell, you know, if it's a private entity? So yeah. it's, you know, all those kind of things. So that's all in the works. Oh, well, I don't have much else for you. I think I got <laughs> my update done. Do you okay. get everything out you wanted to get out? Yeah, I think so. Just, right uh, on. Um, yeah, just uh, busy putting turtles out, taking turtles in at night because the temperatures are dropping to the high 40s to the you know, high fifties and I don't want the turtles to get pneumonia <laughs> from 80 degrees during the day. And, you know, just 40 degrees, you know, less at night. It's like, no, they're, <laughs> that's, a, that's a big swing. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm taking them in and, and then giving them another couple hours underneath the UV lamps and, and then it's nights out in town or in inside. So yeah, it's, it's frustrating. <laughs> oh, It'll all work out. You've got <laughs> you've got help. Yeah. More well. so than like, hang on. Let me just <laughs> give Patrick like oh, I, yeah. I give everyone I talk to on that trip like amazing props for being like way more than I ever expected anyone to like be helpful wise, uh -huh. talking wise, um like inclusive wise. I just mm -hmm. didn't expect anyone at all to be as inclusive as they were so He's so open to and 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 um and welcoming and showing you um, yeah and like hey here's my pool like patrick the kids went swimming in his pool in his backyard it's like right. here's my pool let the kids go swim we'll go do a little interview down in the basement okay oh, cool. great cool. like like jake brats from her the herpeticulture network he was like yo yeah you can camp at my parents house oh hey uh, and then like every time he had to go and like feed his animals or do something, he was like, man, I'm so sorry. Like, dude, don't, don't even worry about it. We've been camping alone this whole time. Just the fact that we get one hour of conversation a day is great. So, uh -huh. you know, well, well, and everyone was very warm and very welcoming. Mm -hmm. And I was actually surprised at how nice open every and welcoming everyone actually was that i came across 
Well, and, and I've, I've, I've welcomed Patrick to, you know, when you come out to the Black Hills and see Mount Rushmore and, and, and all of our wildlife out here, and I can give you a reptile tour, you can camp on the top of our three acres, and we have a, a, a light pole there with electricity and, and a water hydrant there. So, you know, come and, come and camp. So Heck when yeah. you move and you want to come back. <laughs> Heck yeah. And for a visit, you, you know, you've got rather, that campsite too. <laughs> I'd rather camp out in a tent than be in a house at this point. So. Yeah. Tent or trailers are, or tent or campers are, are welcome. Not trailers, not nothing, nothing permanent. According to our, <laughs> according to our uh, home association. <laughs> oh, well, I think we're going to roll the cold-blooded caffeine recording yeah. that me and Peggy did while I was down in South Carolina. Um, for Pegs, where can people find you just yes, before we uh, click go on this yeah, pre-recording? For, for sure, again, at uh, uh, for the, my reptiles um, at uh, uh, Black Hills Turtle Forum on Facebook. I'm kind of... Well, it's been out. three weeks <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then on instagram under detmers studios where i show my turtles and my artistic life and uh and, and the gofundme page that you can find off of of here and of in my instagram page and my facebook page so help me with my vet bills so i can release these turtles <laughs> heck yeah. yeah please do i'm sharing it and spreading right. the word on Herp Talk Radio at Insta uh, on Instagram. We have a group, Herp Talk Radio yeah. on Facebook. Um, email address is herptalkradio at gmail.com if you have any input, advice, uh, comments. Also, if any of you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please go down and leave a review. That would be so helpful. Yes. And the one of the most helpful things you could do. If you're on YouTube, like, comment, share, subscribe. Um, I hope you guys enjoy Herp Talk Radio on the road. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. I'm on the road in some... Welcome to Herp Talk Radio on the road, which is the first episode of, I guess. I'm on the road in Somerville, North South Carolina. I'm getting bad looks now. With uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cold and caffeine, and Pegs is here too, which is pretty cool. So, <laughs> Pegs, do you have any questions? If, if you, uh, if not you yet. Not yet. I need okay. to so, what, what do you guys do? Like, I, I know, uh, sure, the well, name kind of says a little bit that you're cold-blooded caffeine. We, we gave like, it away a little bit, yeah. yeah. But we are a <laughs> coffee roaster and distributor. Um, so the cold-blooded caffeine side, we focus on um, roasting coffee with a, a wildlife conservation mindset. Um, we take particular care in source sourcing our, our coffee so that they are uh, forest certified, that they're fair trade um, and organic when possible uh, to try and make sure that we're doing the best that we can for the environment with the coffee that we bring in. And also part of our mission is to give back to um, wildlife conservation initiatives 
within the countries that produce that coffee. So um, we give back 5% of, of every bag sold. Of course, we got to be having issues right about now. a dollar for every bag. I'm going to try and get this working right. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I have a issue with my microphone. How's it going, pegs? You're still around. Uh, you're muted too. We sell back. Oh no, none of this is working right. We'll try again. It's for our Here we are. Um, okay, guys. I'm gonna try to get out of here and get this going. Uh, to try and make sure that we're doing the best that we can for the environment with the coffee that we bring in. And also part of our mission is to give back to um, wildlife conservation initiatives within the countries that produce that coffee. So um, we give back 5% of every bag sold. So it turns out to be about a dollar for every bag that we sell back to the Rainforest Alliance for our um, branded coffee, and then also to US Arc for any of our affiliate partners coffee uh, that we, we partner with in the reptile world. Nice, nice. Yeah. And they have good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't bribe them at all. That's... <laughs> He's not drinking the coffee that we just. <laughs> <laughs> little something special there for you. It's okay. <laughs> no Kahlua put in it. Just, you know, yeah. to have fun. <laughs> Not yet. We're waiting for after 12. Yeah, oh, wait. Say, oh, it yeah, is after 12. 12. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> that is <exciting>. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You're a designated driver. That's right. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, well, that sounds good. So one can go on online and, and uh, purchase the coffee, I am assuming. Yes, this is true. So we have. Uh, all of our signature brands online, uh, along with several of our um, affiliates that you can go on our website, uh, coldbloodedcaffeine.com, and you can see a lot about us, the story um, of how we started the business in addition to um, all of the coffee that we offer. And we do ship Great. to all 50 states. Yeah. We're missing one. We're missing one so if you state. Have anybody in Delaware? So we, we, we actually <laughs> just ran the numbers like what two weeks, two weeks ago, ago just out of pure curiosity to see where we have shipped and we were down to three states it was oh. wisconsin no, uh, oh, wyoming, wyoming rhode island and delaware yeah beat out wyoming yay and we got rhode island so any no. Delaware listeners out there? Delaware doesn't exist. Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 not to ostracize any future customers. It did take me a hot minute to find it. On, yeah, <laughs> on the map. Like, the problem is, is, I've never met anyone from there, and yeah. it's on the map. But like, yeah. they. This is crazy. Yeah. Now everywhere I go, I ask people like, "Hey, how you doing? Where you from? You know anybody in Delaware?" Like, I, it's like, oh, why do you ask? I was like. Don't worry about it if you don't know anybody. <laughs> oh, cool. cool. We have to ship, ship to, but yes. But, yeah. but yes, you can find everything that we offer on the website. Uh, and, and like Trey said, we ship we ship everywhere. So, And, and locally, you guys do, do a lot of local stuff too, right? Yeah. So locally, we, um, so we acquired a distribution delivery business at the end of last year that we've been running successfully since the end of December. Um, and this was a business 
that we thought would be a good complement to our business because um, they are really just working with other distributors to get coffee and accessories in, but they didn't have anything specialized or any, you know, personally branded coffee or anything. So we thought it would be advantageous to us to not only take over this business and continue the delivery route that they were um, servicing and the customers they were servicing and even the products that they were servicing. So on our distribution business, you know, whatever a business is looking for, we'll provide, whether it is Green Mountain K-Cups or Folgers Drip Coffee or Splenda Sugar Packs, Sweet and Low, Regular Sugar, Creamers, pretty much whatever. But the, the advantage we have is we can also now offer our brands to these customers mm -hmm. as well. So we've been slowly introducing our brand in the form of pods and in the form of drip coffee to our uh, local customers as well. So and, that has really gone well. And it's opened up some opportunities for some fun conversations around the, the reptiles as well. So yeah. we've been on a couple of um, radio stations where we were able to bring in some of our ambassador animals. Um, we, we've been to some cool events, like some charity events. Yep. We went to an event at like a, a garden, it's called Cypress Gardens. It's like a boardwalk garden area that's, uh, that's in the, in the Charleston area that does a lot with reptile and amphibian conservation as well. So we've been able to kind of cross those boundaries with the coffee and the, the reptiles locally, as well as doing it, um, on a national scale with the e-commerce side of the business. Nice. Nice. So, um. Joe and I like um, smooth, chocolatey um, uh, roasts. So which which one of your roasts do you recommend for that type of palate? I mean, I'm pretty smooth and chocolatey myself, but I assume you're talking about <laughs> we, coffee. We don't ship you. So we so. can't ship me. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> I would say start with our Rainforest blend. That's our house medium. Um, so it's got, a blend, it's a blend of, um, of Honduran and Colombian and Brazilian coffee. So the, the, the Honduran and the Colombian, those Central and South America coffees are known for their chocolatey base. Uh, and then that Brazil is going to bring in some of the, like the earth tones um, that, that you would expect with that roasty flavor. So I would start with that medium roast. If you want something a little bit with more punch to it uh the step up is our nocturnal roast it's a little darker roast um and it also has that same colombian and that same brazil in it but it throws in a sumatran um which really takes the heat well and it's going to let you carry that over to that darker roast without getting burnt flavors to it oh, cool. okay I, I typically like like uh like the starbucks sumatran is one of my favorites yeah. and then like I do like the green, what I have with me is the Green Mountain Dark Magic. Yep. So that's that's kind of my yeah. style. The 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 nocturnal roast would be our equivalent to that. To the dark magic. To that dark yeah. magic, yeah. Yeah. So uh, and we do have K cups available. So if you do like the uh, the convenience of the well, I can't call them K cups. They're pods. Um, we do have a pod alternative available um, with all three of our house coffees: the Cloud Force, which is our light. The rainforest, which is the medium, and the nocturnal, which is the dark roast. We have all of those available in ground, whole bean, and pods. Um, and our pods are eco-friendly, 100% compostable pods. They are individually sealed um, in nitrogen-sealed bags. 
and we have to do that because the bottoms of the pods are actually filtered. They're not that plastic that most other pods come with. Um, so we seal them in compostable little bags um, for freshness because if they were just those flat, the, the filter bottoms, they would stale really quickly. But they actually last like a full year um, before they uh, are – the best by date is like a full year out. Um, and mm -hmm. so they, uh, they're really nice alternative. Like I said, 100% compostable from the lid to the ring that holds it all together. Everything is compostable. So um, nice to give those a try if you like the convenience of the pods. Yeah. And they're on the website. Nice. They're on the website. Yep, so you can order those as well. So now who are your ambassadors? Um, who are your ambassador animals that you bring around when you're interviewed about your business? And, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we take, depending on this, on this scenario. So like if we go to trade shows um, within a reasonable travel distance, we'll usually take three animals. Um, the one that we take with us pretty much everywhere is Big Mama. She's a red foot tortoise. Um, she's a, about a you know, 20-year-old adult female red foot tortoise. Um, and she's she's really nice because she's approachable. I think starting off with tortoises and, and turtles, people uh, are a little bit more willing to approach them instead of bringing out a big retic or something, yeah, you know, right off the bat. We've discussed that a lot on our podcast because she's turtles. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Well, we, we do bring snakes uh, depending on the situation um, and the crowd that we're going to be um, uh, talking to. Uh, we'll, we'll decide on which animal to bring. Um, most of the time I bring, I've got an adult female, a 12-year-old adult female hunter and milk snake. Um, and then she's, she's about six foot long, but she's, you know, small, slender bodied. Um, so people tend to, and she's a bicolor, so she's just the black and white. So people really enjoy her color pattern. We can talk about mimicry and things like that, but also give them a decent sized snake to look at and hold. Um, one that's, I mean, she's 12 years old. She's never once tried to even close to bite me and I've had her most of her life. Um, so we'll bring her around. We also have a frilled dragon who's looking at us right here, right here to the side because he wants some mealworms. He's the only animal that we have in the facility right now. Um, uh, we're, we're gonna we're, we're slowly filling in um, our facility with some animals but uh, he's a he's a 75% Australian 25% pop one frill dragon that we'll bring around um, for, for the lizard people. Um, <laughs> oh uh, every once in a while depending on the situation um, I have I'm big into large colubrids. Um, that's mostly what I keep in my personal collection. So I'll bring out one of our like false water covers or something, uh, depending on the crowd. Um, I've got a probably eight foot female false water cobra that's pretty impressive. Um, and she's a puppy dog. Um, so I'll bring her out, but I'm pretty particular about the, the situations that she comes out. But those are the those are the three. Usually a sna one snake, one lizard, one tortoise, and we always start with the tortoise. Cool, cool. Nice. One thing I noticed being here, Peggy, that I really appreciate is everything here is done by these two. So every bag of coffee is touched. I've been back behind the wall. And uh, yeah. Every bag of coffee is labeled and touched by one of these two guys right here. Oh, yeah, we, we do everything. The only thing that we do not do in-house is the packaging of the pods. 
because we don't have the equipment to do that. Everything else, if if you have bought a bag of coffee from us, I roasted it. If you bought a bag of coffee from us, either McKendrick or I like labeled it, put the label on it. Grind. If you bought it ground, we yeah. went, put it in the grinder. Yeah. Everything is out of this building. So nice. And that's yeah, that's what's nice about small business. You know, it's the quality control is more there by the people who really care about it. Yeah, we we absolutely care about giving everyone a, a quality product because I, I think that from our experience, we've done a lot of trade shows over the past year and a half since we've um, started the business. And the number of people that have said that this is their first experience with, quote, specialty coffee. Um, I want to make sure that that's an experience that they're going to appreciate and they're going to carry forward because there there are a lot of different degrees of coffee and and there's no right or wrong way to make coffee, but there is what I would consider a better grade of coffee, both from a sourcing and a processing and a manufacture process, right, all the way through. And so if, I want to make sure that every person that gets a bag of our coffee enjoys it and craves that going forward instead of what they have, mostly to make sure that we're doing the right thing with with the um, sourcing and, and ethics of, of coffee, because there's good ways and there's bad ways that you can make coffee. And, mm -hmm. and we, we make sure that we do it the right way and we wanna make sure that we're passing that along to the consumer. Cool, so cool. Um, so uh, now, how many, um, I'm trying to get the lighting here. <laughs> I keep getting on these hotspots. Um, when you go to the trade shows, you're selling your coffee. Um, are you reptile breeders too? Maybe selling some get, or it's all about um, the presentation. Yeah, we. So we started out doing doing both. Um, so our first public show, we did a couple of trial shows before, but our first main <laughs> show was Tenley Park in 22. This is 20. Last last March, 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 last, March. Of last year, and so we did. We were on the main display floor. We did bags of coffee. We did brewed coffee, and we had reptiles for sale. So I breed reptiles. McKendrick doesn't. He used to keep some stuff. Yeah. Um, but I I I have not bred the last year and a half um, because everything with everything with the coffee and, and everything running the business, um, I made the conscious decision not to put my animals together. Um, but before that, I was breeding and doing the coffee. Um, and so I did have some animals at that first show. After that, though, um, we've separated the breeding from the coffee side. So I do still have part ownership in a company that breeds. Um, I have a business partner um, and we, we do that separately. Um, but I don't cross them over into the, the, uh, the coffee, mostly because when we do trade shows for coffee, we're doing Tinley Park, we're doing Arlington, we're doing St. Louis. We have to do high volume shows just because we're selling $5 cups of coffee. So we have to have shows that bring in a lot of people through the door. Um, those shows are between 14 and 17 hours away from us. Yeah. And we have to drive with the, with all of our coffee equipment. So I don't like, I don't like taking my animals to those shows. So we made the conscious decision to separate that because we're talking about we're leaving on a Thursday and getting back on a Monday late Monday night. Those those animals were going to be in the yeah. in their display containers or in transportation containers for five days. And that's not to say that that people shouldn't like. I, I understand people do that, and but we had to concentrate on the coffee and 
had to concentrate on transporting the coffee and our equipment, we couldn't put as much attention to the animals that they needed to have. So that's why we decided to separate those out. Um, we will do, so we do a couple of local shows. Um, we have one in Charleston coming out at the end of July and we will split the table with my breeding company. So we'll have cold-blooded caffeine on one side, Holy City Reptiles on the other side, and, and we'll do a show together. But those are only local shows within a couple of hours of Charleston. Yeah. Okay. Charleston. Um, Charleston. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, you're going to get stuck with my accent. I'm sorry. Charleston. <laughs> Charleston. Uh, <laughs> one thing that I've noticed from listening to you guys and watching you guys is there's always good pieces of business wisdom in every episode of what you guys are talking about. Maybe not specifically your guys' podcast, because that's coffee-based, but just like overall, when you were on THN, like it wasn't a reptile episode, but if you needed a business episode on how to do a business less, mm -hmm. you know, like what good decisions on business. So I, I really appreciate that you guys have done this and built this up and that that adds more more people to to the ah, i'm screwing it all up man no, 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 it's, no, it's, yeah, we, we get it so yeah we i mean our background i think is one of the things that has really helped us as well like we came from manufacturing so even talking about just processes and quality control like that those are terms that are very familiar to us right work instructions you know having consistency in what you do um you know measuring your outputs measuring your input so those are things that are very familiar especially coming from the manufacturing environment which is where we both work um and then the skill set of you know trade doing a lot of supply uh, customer service and order management and me doing like supply chain and logistics really helped us you know just build the business up and put the right level of thought and action into everything that we do um, even when it came to like, you know, we did an episode on the contractors and how we had to reach out to them, um, the, and just different things that we've had to do to help make us successful. I think our background has really helped a lot with, you know, developing that business acumen that allowed us to really be where we are today. And I think I want to share that with other people because I, I want other people to not be scared to start a business or to, to reach out because that was always a goal of mine and, and this is our full-time job this is what we do to support our families yeah. to you know this is what i want to do for the rest of my life and, and run a successful business and i i don't want i want to encourage other people to follow that dream and follow that passion but i also want to make sure that people have realistic expectations of what running a business is i want to make yeah. sure that they have all the the tools and resources that that they can have to be successful um that they go in with the right mindset that they go in with like uh we're going in with a pnl and we're not going in just flying off the seat of of, of our pants and if you're a business owner and you don't know what a pnl is let's let's take a step back and <laughs> yeah. maybe you should google that yeah um, <laughs> and, and and double check because i mean it's it's vitally important to know what your metrics are uh to to understand the obstacles that could come and and be prepared for those because if if you go in with a budget you probably should double it right if you're right. going to start a business with a budget double it that's what you're actually going to spend because i mean some of the some of the hurdles that we've had to overcome in the in the past year or two they're they're not that they're not that 
bad. Like they, they there's there's not been a catastrophe. There's not been a fire. There's not yeah. been a yeah. water damage. There's not been anything outside of our control. But it's just been these one-offs, one after the other, of things that you just didn't budget for, and um, and you know it's just con- continuing th- costs coming one after another. So. Um, yeah. No, that that's kind of where I was going with that. Was it's nice to have a yeah have have the businessy people in, and actually, it's done all about reptiles with you yeah. guys. It's there's there's that business Ackerman that you guys have that comes out in the podcasts and it comes out on other people's shows, and it's always it's always there, and and I, I greatly appreciate listening yeah. to it, and I'm thankful for you guys here. That's why I was hoping yeah. to stop by. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're glad you're here. Glad we can do the interview. And yeah. yeah, glad yeah. to always impart, you know, whatever wisdom, if that's what it is, on on anyone that is trying to start a business or just interested in coffee or reptiles. So yeah, it's not, it's not even about just coffee and reptiles. Yeah, it's a, it's about being a community and coming together and, and seeing how other people do things and seeing how people do things well and the struggles that people have because we we definitely support and appreciate everything that the reptile and animal industry has given us um, because we're definitely a side piece to the main part of the industry, right? We're not, we're not breeding reptiles for, for our livelihoods, but, but we're supplementing it. And I want to encourage other people to find those niches and to, to, to find something unique um, that will set them apart and, and help them, you know, be successful in whatever they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, having been a scientist and now an artist, I, uh, I keep telling people, you know, they want me to come and speak, like how do you become a se- successful artist? I go get another degree. <laughs> Cause that's yeah. what you're going to And, you know, um, you know, and, and do your artwork on the side um, because very, very, very few artists aren't struggling. And, and some of the, the really well-known names that I found out when I was showing internationally that the, you had to be juried into these international art shows, um, you know, like 60 of us worldwide were selected at this wildlife art show. Um, and then some of the, the biggest names that I would buy their books to add some techniques into my, my oil painting to hear that they were struggling financially, it's like, okay, I gotta remain an, a scientist, you know, on the side, you know, because I don't want to live like that and only have one basket where I'm, you know, all the eggs in one basket, so to speak, um, you know, and, you know, and and so to, to manage, um, you know, my science degree was mostly like, I don't have to be the manager. I'm usually working for somebody else that's, you know, managing the lab or managing this or managing that. Um, and then I can manage my own art business on the side. Um, but then I wasn't managing, except when I had big projects, you know, I, I would hire a project manager because I knew I had to concentrate on the creative. I needed somebody like you guys to come in there and keep my product coming. You know, the, the mold making materials, the clay, the, you know, um, the, the re- you know, get, get the resizing crew in at this time, according to my production schedule. And that's the one thing that so many small business people don't really realize that they need is you've got to have that manager mindset. And if the owners don't, by God, hire somebody that does, um, because that will that will take down you know any business is not managing that flow. 
and so you know hearing you guys talk it's like yeah it's uh, you got it down you know you know what has to be there um to get your you know to, to make sure you're not waiting for product to come in so make your product you know and that's that is so vital and i think you made a good point there peggy as well to say that don't rely on a single revenue stream right you you, you can't don't don't put your eggs all in one basket we purposefully acquired that distribution company i mean one i think it was was a great compliment to our business but two it's cash flow right it's it's it might not be glorious it but it pays the bills and and i mean this you know we we have a facility we have rent we have internet we have all the things that you come to expect from from running a business um, and you know start, starting to grow a coffee roasting facility orders coming through the website aren't always consistent right you can't always rely on on e-commerce and people placing one-off coffee orders to pay the bills in this facility and so having different revenue streams is is really important uh, when you're trying to run a business full time, having having access to additional funds, generating cash flow, whether it's I mean, for us, we're, we're developing some products as well that are going to help. That's another revenue stream, coffee related products. Um, so that's an, another revenue stream on top of the roasting, on top of the distribution. Um, it, it's, it's just really important to make sure that you don't put all those eggs in one basket. And that's what I see in the reptile world, myself just being a, a new entrant. I mean, I always kept, you know, pet turtles every now and then a, a pet snake. But um, uh, uh, it, it's from what I, in, in getting to know all the breeders, I see that they also have different revenue streams. You know, they're, they're um, you know, selling, you know, the T-shirts, selling, you know, the merch, you know, so to speak. Um, and and you need that um you know every small business whether you're you know a, a pet store a, a a pet breeder um you know it, it you have to have that income flow to to keep all the steps of your business you know fluid is, is right. a good term for it exactly yeah. right yep. exactly right well do you have any other questions, Pegs? I can't see the time, but I feel like we're coming up on 26. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, I didn't keep track of when we started, but, <laughs> um, oh, yeah. I, 27. Yeah. Ah, there it is. Yes. Um, yeah. I, 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 I don't think. Yeah. I, I I'm excited to, uh, go to the website and, and, uh, see the coffee and, and I'm a, I'm a, a, a co-owner, a, a, a member of a um, uh, organic food co-op and we members can always ask for products to be put on the floor and so we're all, we're always product testers <laughs> you know uh, as I far as um, bringing in a new product that either our, our families need because of certain allergies or if it's just taste desire you know it's let's yeah. you know let's let's bring in you know this this uh company this uh, product and so i'm i'm anxious to try your product also for um you know expanding it into our organic food co-op line excellent awesome that sounds great great uh, so, well um i'm gonna ask my normal three podcast questions because oh, i think yeah. they're great questions and so <laughs> i'll start with you <laughs> okay go ahead um, 
oh, in a few weeks. Uh, uh, if, if you could keep anything, you have to breed it and you have to be producing it. There's no size requirements, no space limits, extinct, not extinct, whatever you want, you have to keep a breeding colony of it. What would you keep? <laughs> um, I would probably, so I, I keep currently, I think I mentioned mostly large colubrids. My favorite, absolute favorite animal that I keep are Chinese king rats. And I, I think I would, I think I would choose those. Okay. I think I would choose a group of Chinese king rats. I don't think I could ever live without them. Hmm. You're not really a keeper over there. No, not really. <laughs> so my answer would be women. Okay. <laughs> I was expecting that answer. I think I already know you. <laughs> oh, um, if you had any advice for someone, usually I say getting into reptiles, but we'll go business oriented so McKendrick can be in on this. Sure. Or reptile related. What new advice would you I, give? I think I think it's the same. I think it's the same either way. I think it's do it, but make sure that you have a plan. Like I encourage any like obviously I'm, I keep reptiles and I own a business. With keeping reptiles, if it is your personal decision on what animals you keep. And as long as you've researched it correctly, that is that is perfectly acceptable to me. And you take responsibility for those animals. It's the same thing with running a business. I encourage everyone that if you have even the inkling of running a business, do it. But go in with a plan. Go in with a mindset that you're going to encounter obstacles and you're going to overcome them. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I agree. Like, make the plan, work the plan is one of the things that I always say. Like, I mean, if it's... You know, if you don't have a plan, then it's really just a dream. And for me, it's about, you know, putting action steps behind your passion. And I would definitely say, make sure you're doing something that you're passionate about, because that is what will keep you in it and keep you motivated to keep going um, and make sure that it is truly your dream. A lot of times people see things and it becomes like the next hot thing on the street or in the industry and you just want to follow it. But if it's not your passion, at some point, it's going to fade away pretty quickly. So make sure you're doing something that you're really passionate about. And then, you know, wake up from that dream, make the plan, work the plan. That's what I would say. That would be my advice. And third and final one, do you have kids? I do. Okay. Do you have kids? I do. Oh, perfect. If you could have any creature power from Wildcrafts, <laughs> what would your creature power be? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh, let me think about this one. Oh, I don't know. I zone out through those shows. <laughs> it doesn't have to be from Wildcrafts, no, but any creature power. Um, I just stole it from Wildcrafts. I, you know, flying, probably. Okay. I, I think I think flying would be. That's the one, mm. but it's <laughs> sorry. I mean, they're breathing underwater, and that's I mean, I, I, well, I thought underwater, I thought that that's that's a good option, but I don't know, it doesn't seem as, as practical as flying. Yeah, flying would be practical. <laughs> chameleon, man. Oh, a chameleon, yeah, yeah. Chameleon. yeah I would uh, be able to just switch it up. That would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
for all personal reasons. Well, thanks guys for inviting me. Well, uh, let Thank- me come in. Oh, yeah, no uh, so we didn't just text me and say, "Hey, come down from South Dakota anytime." Um, <laughs> South Dakota, South Carolina, yeah, right yeah, next to South, 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 South Dakota, 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 All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. If you've made it this far, you're a real trooper. I am headed to bed. Um, I'm going to upload this. Get going. Uh, if you guys want to reach out, Instagram, Herp Talk Radio. Uh, we have a Facebook group. Uh, Herp Talk Radio on Facebook. We... Also, Peggy has a GoFundMe for these turtles earlier back in the episode. Um, there's a link. I'll put the link in the description when I get done posting all of this. Um, other than that, you guys have a good night. We'll catch you next time. Hopefully next Wednesday. Peace.